Hello and welcome to Simplified Organization, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle housework and schedules and all that in a way that builds relationships because our home is a tool, not a showpiece. Today, I have part two of my conversation with Sarah McKinsey, where we talk about what to do when our to-do list feels too long and we don't have time to do all the things that we think we really should be able to do. Sarah is best known as the author of Teaching from Rest and The Read Aloud Family and as the host of The Read Aloud Revival podcast. But her most important work is right at home where she and her husband of 20 years homeschool their six children. So let's get back to that conversation with Sarah McKenzie. So then do you have some ideas or tips to share about managing time or projects? I think we all feel like we have too much to do. Yeah. And a lot of times it does come back to those expectations not being aligned, <laughs> not being realistic at all. Right. And so if we feel like there's too much to do, and sometimes it's not just a feeling, sometimes it's reality. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you feel that way? Um, maybe going back to this idea of like a very small win, um, I have found that it rarely works for me to overhaul things like overhaul my schedule or anything. But if I say, okay, I, um, like on my phone, I put up wallpaper, I'll put up a wallpaper on my phone that says read instead. So it just reminds me when I pick up my phone, you nice. don't want to scroll. I mean, you might need to pick up your phone and text your mom or something, but, um, but probably not probably when I'm picking up my phone, it's because I'm going to scroll Instagram or something mm-hmm. and I would rather read. So then I also have tried to keep my book with me. Cause you know, we always have our phones with us pretty much as we're like moving around the house and yeah. doing things. And so I will just try to grab my book to put it with it. And then I can remind myself that if I have a second while the noodles are, bo- the water is boiling or um, maybe the toddler, if you have toddlers, they're like playing quietly for a second by your mm-hmm. feet, you can read a page or two. And the beginning of this, like, this is an idea for if you're, let's say, wanting to add more reading, you're like, I really wanted to read. My reading is falling, falling out of my lifestyle. And I don't know how to fit it in because I don't have time to read. When you first start doing something like this, I think a lot of times that reading will feel like you can't concentrate on an actual page. You don't remember what happened last time. And so what I would say is maybe a good idea for that is just to keep reading the same page over and over until you need to. So. Let's just give an example here. Let's say you want to read and you pick up like Anne of Green Gables or something. And you think I'm going to read this just for fun. So you carry it around with you and you read the first page and the second page, and then you get, now you have to do things, right? So you put your book down and then maybe four hours later, you have another five minute snatch. So you can read it and you don't remember what happened. Just read it again. Just read the stuff you just read again, (laughs) because you're basically training your brain to be able to read with distractions and be able to like, you know, focus on a long form content. You could do this with anything, you know, I want to read. I want to like fill in the blank. What is it? The thing you feel like you don't have time to do. And it could be something like wiping down the bathroom. It doesn't have to be something lush, like reading something (laughs) else, like folding that load of laundry, but doing just a tiny bit instead of waiting until it can be done. Because again, I think we do have, I know I do. I sort of romanticize the idea of having something done, whether that be the laundry or finishing the book 
or having the bathroom be perfect condition. So instead, if I have a couple of minutes snatches here and there, then I feel like I can, um, I can do the thing that I feel like I don't have time to do for that little bit of time. And then it adds up. It and, um, I, people ask me all the time, cause I wrote teaching from rest, uh, when the twins were like six months to a year and they're like, how, you know, cause I had, again, I had six kids and three of them were one and under. And I do kind of wonder how did I do that? But I do know one thing I did it in these 15, 10 to 15 minute snatches. Like I wrote the whole book that way because mm-hmm. there was never, I never had a writing hour. That was not yeah. a thing that was part of my life back then. <laughs> Um, but that's just, I think, an example of, you know, you can do little tiny, whatever it is that you feel like you don't have time to do, whether it's related to your homemaking or your homeschooling or your own personal enrichment. Um, I think if you just decide to do one tiny thing, like a little tiny goal, um, I'm just going to carry my book around with me, or I'm just going to wipe the bathroom down while I brush my teeth, mm-hmm. or I'm just going to start folding this load of laundry <laughs> and, you know, Like one thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, I'm going to finish this thing. I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to finish this bathroom cleaning. I'm going to finish this load of laundry. Mm -hmm. I think it can make a huge difference. And at least it makes us feel like we're doing the things that we we're feel like we either need to do or we want to do. Like we're living the life that we were hoping that we could. Yeah. And then you're also doing it instead of planning to do it. Right. (laughs) It's much more fun than doing it sometimes, but (laughs) not nearly as satisfying. (laughs) Making that total life overhaul where everything's going to happen in its little place where it all looks good, but then that never actually happens. So we just spent all that time planning the overhaul that's not ever going to happen. Yeah. When we could have just spent a few minutes doing the things, but we don't usually count the time that we spend doing it but with reading or writing or even a little cleaning, it is the doing of it yeah. that counts, but we think it does a really good, like just progress. Yeah. I think a really good illustration of this is reading. Cause if you think about like your kids reading Charlotte's web, let's say had them having read Charlotte's web, there's no like great epiphanies or something that happens like glitter doesn't fall from the sky when they finish it. Right. There is no, like now they're educated and they weren't all of that education happens while they're reading it or they're reflecting on it. And so there's nothing magical about finishing it. And in the same way, it's very similar to our housework. Like there's nothing magical that happens when you get to the end of the laundry, because it just fills up again. So that all of the good things happen when you're doing it, all of the virtue building, all the character building, um, and all of the joy and enrichment comes during the actual, actual act of doing. So I think it's sort of a, if we, I don't know, gave ourselves permission to quit worrying so much about getting to the end of things, getting to the end of the book or the end of the curriculum or the end of the housework, then yeah. we might just find more joy in our days because our days are full of doing the things that we say we want to do or we need to do. <laughs> and then we get frustrated that that's what we're doing. Right. I mean, yeah. I will say, I want to be home with my children. I want to be taking care of them and doing their laundry and feeding them. But then while I'm doing those very things, I'm frustrated that I'm doing them, which is kind of silly. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause I think I should be done, but anyway, yeah. it's this weird kind of thing we do. I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And you know, it made me think, a lot of my kids, when they're reading, they're sad when they finish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of times they'll start over. They'll like finish a book yeah. and they'll start it over because they weren't ready to leave that world yet. Yeah. 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 So maybe we could take that approach with whatever it is in our life that we're trying to, that we know that we should be doing, but can't seem to quite fit in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been a great conversation and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Oh, it's always fun to chat with you. Thanks for having me. If your to-do list is too long and you feel overwhelmed every time you think about all those things that you would like to be doing, then know that you are not alone. Overwhelm is totally normal and natural, but we don't have to give into it. We don't have to live in a state of overwhelm. I have a free workshop all about how to handle overwhelm that I would love to share with you. So go to answeroverwhelm.com, all one word, answeroverwhelm.com to get instant access to this free workshop. And until next time, remember, repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.